0: What's up, everyone? We're back. It's another Kiddish Club episode. Uh, this is post Shvuas.
1: It is post Uh and we have unfortunate breaking news: uh, the Ptira of Rav Gershon, the Rosh Hashiva of Panovich.
0: Yeah, by all accounts, uh, he's considered the Godoladar. Yeah, and he passed away. I think it was yesterday.
1: He was a hundred years old, which is is nice. He had a, a you know very long, fulfilling life. But the loss is ours.
0: Yeah, I mean, he leaves a tremendous void. I mean, when you think about who's the Gadol Adar today, I don't know who it is.
1: Well, I mean, speaking of which, Shibad El Chaim Shmuel Kamenetsky is hospitalized with pneumonia. So it's a very, uh, you know, these times are scary. Yeah, you should have a Rufu Sholem
0: But yeah, it's it's almost like there's nobody left. And I know there are different Gadolim in the running.
1: What you mean is like there's no like universally accepted accepted right right that people look to and like oh yeah he's like the the like there was no like you know it was it was understood by everybody
0: right but the truth is fast forward five years from today and whoever it is is just going to be the one
1: i can't tell you sneak preview to our listeners it's not going to be you <laughs> <laughs> i could be wrong
0: but you could be wrong call
1: it You could be right. But I don't think it's gonna be you. So really the other elementary is in in dire straits right now. We need someone to step up. We need you know, we need people that we could look up to universally. You know, it's a very scary time.
0: I don't think a person steps up. It's something that's chosen. And I don't know who like this panel is. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know who this panel is that chooses the next Godel I
1: kind of would like to be on that panel.
0: I feel like I deserve saying. it. I feel like I've earned that right.
1: Maybe the two of us together get like one vote.
0: <laughs> it's not that. It's that like who decides. Like I don't know who decided that Rebhaim Kanievsky,
1: the right.
0: colonel of Rocha, was the Adar.
1: Nobody decides it. Right. It, it, it's just it, apparent. It, yeah. It, it becomes, kind of evolves. Right. Right. Right, but speaking of of learning Tyra, how was your Shavuos? Did you did you did you did you learn I all made night?
0: It. I did. I, I made, did. I made it all night. I'm a little <laughs> oh. jet lagged though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When my my schedule gets yes, a little yes, yes. bit. You know, I'm recovering now. If you
1: didn't, I would have said you're a real Russia because, and you've mentioned this on the cast before, is that you always nap on Shabbos and then your Shabbos night, you're always up till all hours of the night because you 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 napped on on Shabbos. I was going to say if you didn't stay up for Shuvus. I was gonna. There was no nap
0: in the afternoon. It was a hectic day. Thursday.
1: You got a nap, bro. How
0: could I get a nap? Get a nap on Thursday? Yes. With erev Yom It was not possible yes. for me this year. Impossibility.
1: Okay. But you did stay up. I did. I did not. Oi. I'm a little under the weather. You may hear it in my voice. I know. I, I, I'm still trying to get over it. It's some. I don't know. Maybe it's the Rona. The Rona. <laughs> I don't want to say the word. You know, we get flagged. Um, I think it probably is because it's been. You know, I've been t- tremendously fatigued, or whatever, and then I, g- I was getting dizzy spells. I don't know what, but I'm almost I'm at the end of it. But and I, now you're I sitting with me up. in
0: this studio, yes. no problem. <laughs>
1: Spitting all over you, yeah, disgusting. Yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> Just as long as you're healthy, by next recording, I don't, you don't care. care right? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> so you stayed up. It was nice. Was it fulfilling? Did you Did you enjoy it? Yes.
0: I mean, you know, it's always a battle. You know, I'm constantly chugging coffee till all hours of the morning, and then, you know, I made it.
1: Were you able to? So I actually, uh, I I was in uh, I was in shul, and I I you know I again I wasn't feeling well, so I went to a late minion, and I got there and I saw a friend, who I was sure stayed up, you know, and I was like, what are you doing here? You know, this is a you know it must have been a, like eight thirty or something like that. Maybe shul this morning. Yeah, shul was morning. I'm like, what are you doing here? He goes, no, what are you crazy? You think I'm going to daven after staying up all night? At Hashkama, I go and I take a nap. I nap for a few hours, and then I daven like a person with Kavana. Oh, wow. And I said, that is a serious guy. I yeah, like that's, that.
0: That's, that's beyond – it's that's above my pay grade.
1: Yes, but that that was nice. Yeah,
0: I guess. I mean, if two hours does it for you, you know.
1: But you, you could. you could, you could could I mean, that davening after staying up all night, we know that that's kind of mm-hmm. – It's not real davening. No. Let's be honest. (laughs) It's not real davening. You know, you're half asleep, half not asleep. You're not thriving.
0: You're just surviving.
1: You're standing. You're holding the shtender. You're moving the shtender. You're moving your chair, yelling at people, anything to stay awake.
0: Right. Yelling at people is usually what works for me. It works.
1: Absolutely. You're shushing people. And you're not a shusher, but you got to shush them.
0: But also- You have to get the adrenaline. Yes. That gives you the adrenaline. You know what I'm saying? Getting randomly angry, like high levels of anger, like rage, almost
1: rage. The chazen, you know, everyone could, nobody could do right. Yeah. Nothing keeps you awake
0: like rage. (laughs) Yes,
1: for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. And by the way, before we continue, we have a shout out.
0: Yes. A birthday shout out uh, for for a longtime fan of the podcast, Guile Schiffman. Happy birthday.
1: Happy birthday, Guile. And this is coming to you from Abba, Ima, Yehuda, Mordechai, Yisroel, Yal, Daniel, and Rachel, President Biden, Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump, and Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Listen, if we're going to do a shout out and you send us a request, it can't, you got to just write birthday shout out from the family. But it's okay because it's
0: from the Schiffmans.
1: <laughs> it's true. Sure, we don't mind. We right. don't mind. Kyle, we hope you have a happy birthday. Uh, You have a very loving family and a caring family, which is very nice. And once again, this episode is sponsored by Jerusalem Cafe in Midtown, New York City. Jerusalem Cafe is open for breakfast, lunch, dinner. They have hot open salad bar. They have sushi. They have breakfast. They have kale. Jerusalem Cafe is your summer destination. If you are a camp and you have your campers in New York City, they will love coming to Jerusalem Cafe because they can have pizza. They'll love it. Someone's allergic to pizza. They could go vegetarian, they could have soup, they could have anything they want. They have two floors of seating and even better, right now for our listeners, using the coupon code KC10 gets you 10% off on any online order. So check them out if you haven't tried them yet. I don't know what you're waiting for because we've been telling you about them repeatedly. Try them out. Use KC10 when you're checking out. It's going to get you 10% off. So back to the cast.
0: So people want to know who's going to be the next Godel Dar. You know who else wants to know? No. Angel Bakery. <laughs> <laughs> they have been getting killed.
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny. We, we did get some requests for a follow-up on Angel Bakery. I, I haven't been following it. I know you have been following it more than I have. I think so tell us nothing, what's going on.
0: I think there's nothing really to report except that nobody's buying their baked goods. Right? Truly. Yeah, not only that, but people are like making spoof videos on Angel, like making fun of them. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There great. was one where somebody thought they might have ate an Angel bakery cake, and then, like, I don't know, you have to play the video, but.
1: Here it is. Makara! 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 So that's all in Hebrew. <laughs> it's great. But but It's if... not hard to understand. doesn't matter what level of Hebrew you're at.
0: He thought he might have had something from Angel Bakery and then realized it wasn't. He was, like, very relieved.
1: Right, like it was hummus, like he... Right, it was... Oh, Trafe. You know, you eat Trafe. And uh, and then you you sent me another video of, of some spray painters, whatever. Yeah, like
0: bakeries are taking the name down. Like I think – I guess it's like a franchise. Oh,
1: interesting. Uh, okay. So
0: they're removing the name. I mean there's no oh, – the so zero that, sales. Oh, so
1: I didn't understand. That video – and obviously we're going to include these videos on the uh, WhatsApp, which you can join by clicking the link from the show notes or from our website, com. That video, I didn't understand what was happening. I thought it was just like a, a vandal, and he was vandalizing the bakery. You're telling me that was intentional? Yeah, I
0: think so. It seems like that was the owner or somebody that worked for the bakery just ah. taking the name off so that they can like uh, get start, customers. Uh,
1: okay, okay. I'll, I'll play it here. I mean, you, you'll have to see it, but I'll play it. There is some audio that that kind of made me laugh, and here it is. <laughs>
0: So he calls that Amalek. I mean, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's funny.
1: It's funny. but It's, like, it's like a s- mitzvah. To- <laughs>
0: it's just to me amazing how it's such an effective boycott. Like every single Haredi in, in Eretz Israel is on board with like boycotting Angel. Yeah. And it's just decimating them.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't realize that Angel was such a part of Israeli culture, but apparently yes. it is. Yeah, I didn't know. What, what, what you're do I not, know.
0: you're not thinking. You just eat the angel baked goods. Yeah, I goods, eat whatever's
1: brought before exactly. me. Exactly. I'm, I'm just happy to be in Israel and I could get kosher room right. service. I'm thrilled. <laughs> I don't care where it's from. And uh, speaking of which, kudos to honestreporting.com. So Christiana Amanpour from CNN was covering, uh, unfortunately, remember when uh, those the, the mother and daughters were, were murdered in Israel, and she had called it a shootout she said you know they were killed in a shootout which right,
0: that was the d family
1: right and that saying something's a shootout sounds like you know wild west and everybody took out their guns and they were shooting at each other and unfortunately yeah, so some people got killed that's not what it was it was a terrorist attack against innocent people and it's it's like those little lines that cnn throws in that just makes it like you know like oh it's no big deal you know there, there's people, bad people on both sides. And that's obviously not what it was. Honest reporting attacked her and she finally issued a apology. Here it is. On April 10th, I referred to the murders of a British-Israeli family, Lucy D. and Maya and Rena D., the wife and daughters of Rabbi Leo D., during that live interview, I misspoke and said that they were killed in a shootout instead of a shooting. I have written to Rabbi D to apologize and make sure that he knows that we apologize for any further pain that may have caused him.
0: Okay, it's a fair, balanced apology. Uh,
1: I guess I-, I knew you would have a problem with it, but <laughs> you did what- not. Yeah, well- I will let famous lawyer, Harvard professor Alan Dershowitz, explain it.
2: I am taking on this case pro bono because this is part of a pattern that CNN and Amanpour have engaged in over a decade or more than a decade. Uh, Amanpour constantly creates a moral equivalence between terrorists who murder people in cold blood and innocent victims, like the three innocent victims in this case. This was not a slip of the tongue. This was not an honest mistake. Uh, An organization called Camera, which documents these kinds of things, has documented a long pattern by CNN and by war of constantly siding against Israel and trying to create a moral equivalence between innocent victims of terrorism and actual terrorism. So she meant it when she said it, when she misled the world public by saying this was a shootout, suggesting that these innocent kids who were murdered in cold blood somehow were shooting at terrorists. No, no, she can't get away with that. And remember that uh, the people who were involved are not public figures. So malice doesn't have to be proved. All that has to be proved is that the family suffered emotional distress, emotional harm. And we will be able to prove that the harm that was suffered from this horrible statement by Aminpour, for which he tried to privately apologize, and then was forced to make a kind of weak public apology will become the subject of a significant lawsuit against CNN.
1: I'll tell you why. First of all, it took her a long time to do it. Second of all, you can't undo the damage that you did. You know, when you sensationalize a story and you create this moral equivalency between the Palestinian terrorists and innocent Israeli civilians, and you you get everybody all fired up, and then you come back weeks later like, oh, by the way, we apologized. We said shootout. It, it, nobody even knows what you're talking about. Nobody knows what the context is. You know what I mean? Yeah, the
0: punishment doesn't fit the crime.
1: Exactly, exactly. It, 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 you know, that's like what uh, David Brashevkin said when we had him, is that, you know, people just knee-jerk and say whatever they want, and then they think they could just come back and be like, oh, yeah, oh, by the way, I'm sorry. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, exactly, my bad, exactly. And, like, that's fine. And, and it's really not. And, um, I mean, also uh, in Israel, I saw this interesting video on Yeshiva World, of a kindergarten play that is celebrating the liberation of the entire land of Israel from the Jews. So this whole thing about the two-state solution, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, here is a play, and of course we're going to include this video, but here's a little bit of it just so that you could hear a little bit of these little children being indoctrinated to hate Israel, hate Jews, and to pray and hope for the, you know, complete obliteration of everything to do with Jews in Israel.
0: I mean, you don't get much from that except some Palestinian music. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I I mean, I could read some of it. We are trampling it underfoot, trampling the deal of the century underfoot. Yes, that's the deal of the century, meaning we don't make deals. We send this deal and whoever signs it to the garbage dump, we are trampling it, the deal of the century underfoot. If words don't help, we shall erase it with machine guns. All the Palestinian land from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea was liberated. So, they, in other words, this takes the place in the future. This is like Mashiach yeah, for them. Exactly. Exactly.
0: And this is why a lot of people believe that it, there's never going to be peace. And, and, yeah, and they, they it seems be. like that is the direction that it's going in. I mean yeah, because they, Who's going to ever find a solution to this? There's
1: no peace partner here. Right. right? They, they're teaching their kids this from when they're kids it's obviously not going to be a successful campaign let's just say the least in in positive news coming out of uh, israel a major groundbreaking cancer treatment came out for multiple myeloma It has a 90% success rate i, I haven't seen anything like that in, a, in as long as i can remember 90% success no, th- rate those numbers are insane it's mind boggling so more research needs to be done obviously but so far very very promising and again it just highlights the fact that Israel has an outsized effect on the world when it comes to health, when it comes to technology, et cetera, et cetera. They really, for such a small country, it's it's really unbelievable.
0: It's amazing because it gives hope to like thousands of people that didn't have
1: hope before. Tens of thousands, maybe maybe more. It's extremely common, multiple myeloma. It's a blood uh, cancer, unfortunately. And uh, there's not that many options. You know, once people that have it, I'm not going to get into the details, but once once people start treatment, there's no turning back. They have to stay on, then they do stem cell, and it's it's, it's like a downward spiral. For, for these to go into, 90% go into remission, it's it's mind-boggling.
0: And interestingly, um, Elizabeth Holmes, who had this whole blood testing the scam. Radles, yes. Do you remember that? Yes, absolutely. She went to jail today.
1: Do you remember? She was like the hottest, hottest, you know, 30 under 30 or whatever you want to call it. She was worth, at one point, it was estimated, you know, 4 or $5 billion. Uh, there's... And it was a total fraud. And I mean, just very quickly, for those who don't know, she was this young, you know, I guess I think she dropped out of college and she was promising a device that could take like a, a small little bit of blood and almost instantly give you a readout of any illnesses you had or like you'd be able to go to like Walgreens, walk in and just do a quick test and get something that would normally take a hospital, you know, weeks to do.
0: Right. Just to know your risks and to know, you know, what ailments to watch out for.
1: Yeah, and the whole thing was a fake – I mean uh, I, I actually listened to a whole podcast on it that went through the whole evolution of this company and it, it it's, it's mind-boggling. It was a t- just a total fraud. They basically took a ton of money and then were like, Oh, hey, let's try to do this. Let's see. Maybe we could do it. And of course, we don't even have the technology to do it. So yeah, the whole thing went south. I don't she, understand. what
0: What's people's plans? Like if I would have gotten like $5 million, I would be out. Like just disappear, <laughs> right? And she, she got, had – a yeah. lot of money. A lot more than that. Right. So what are you waiting for? Like, you know you have nothing.
1: Where is she going to go? I, I,
0: anywhere. You, you... Bora Bora. Just go. <laughs>
1: They'll find you and you'll They'll get not extradited. You. they
0: are not If you only collected 5 or $10 million, no one's looking for you. Right? When it's 100 or $200 million and you have a major fraud on your hands, then they're not going to let you escape. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. She, she, she. It was like a tefasta Maruba. She just went too far. Yeah, If she would have stopped it, like, just a conservative number, $20 million, it, and then disappeared? It,
1: she couldn't. Be, and if you look at the old videos, you could go and look back at the old videos. She was so full of it and full of herself. The gyva. She's dripping gyva. you think she the was the out of arrogance. control, you're saying? Oh, my gosh. She even changed her voice. So, like... She she had a normal speaking voice. Right, I remember. She changed the way she dressed to dress similar to like Steve Jobs. She was speaking very, very deep. deep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is just my voice. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, and they were, like, people were like, no, that's not your voice. Like Or <laughs> <early> her childhood <laughs> friends are like, that's not her voice. College friends, all of a sudden she's speaking with this deep voice. And she was like, she was on the cover of magazines and she was hailed as like the hero
0: of this century. It's crazy that she was able to take a scam like that so far.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. Back to Israel there's a, uh, a there's a forthcoming report from the UN that's claiming that Israel is recruiting Palestinian child soldiers. Now, you know, as a as a Jewish person, you could say, "Oh, you know what? We're a little biased, right?" But if if this was an actual thing, like don't you think it would be talked about? Don't you think that the United States would have something to say about it? Like how the UN just thinks that people are just going to buy this? Like, they're going to read this report and be like, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's- so let me just get this straight. They're alleging that Israel is indoctrinating Palestinian children.
1: yes, And recruiting them to be human shields what does that and mean? soldiers. No, it seems that they believe that Israel is recruiting children to fight on the other side because they're like easy pickings. You know what I mean? They could take them out easily, uh, create, you know, chaos You know, children, soldiers and and human shields So,
0: recruiting Palestinian kids to fight for them on the Palestinian side. Like none of this even sits well with me.
1: Yeah, it's because it's ridiculous. It just makes no sense. And the irony is, is that we know we know for a fact that Hamas does this intentionally. Right. We've seen the videos like, you know, it's it it doesn't make sense. Hamas is not they don't try to like hide this fact. And yet the UN will come and condemn Israel for it. It's it whatever. I mean, we're used to it, I guess. But it's just unfortunate that we're seeing it, you know, in real time. And uh, speaking about it, anti-Semites, notorious anti-Semite Roger Waters, former uh, singer-songwriter of the group Pink Floyd. He is a notorious – we've spoken about him many times. He's a notorious anti-Semite. He Any artist that wants to go perform in Israel – he brings insane amounts of pressure to try to get them to back out and not perform in Israel, like any pop star, that kind of thing. And we've talked about him in the past because in his concerts, there are just tons and tons of anti-Jewish, anti-Semitic, anti-Israel imagery. You know, we talked about the floating pig with the Jewish star on it, it floats around the stadium.
0: And Uh, in this latest one, he was actually dressed as a Nazi.
1: Yes. So one of the things he did was – he flashed on the screen. There's these giant screens, and he flashed the name of Shireen Abu Akla, who was the journalist from Al Jazeera, who Israel accidentally killed, and then at the same time put the name Anne Frank, and like it put like Shireen Abu Akla, crime being Palestinian, Anne Frank, crime being Jewish. So first of all, the again the moral equivalency here is ridiculous. There is no movement to kill Palestinians, as we all know. The Palestinian population is outpacing the jewish population in israel they are proliferating there are millions and millions of palestinian people if israel was ethnic cleansing they're the worst as ethnic cleansers have <laughs> right, yes ever and then as you mentioned at a, at a point in the performance he put on and i don't get this at all he dressed up like an ss guard or whatever that he's being investigated now by german authorities because it's illegal in Germany to uh, deny the Holocaust or to do anything promoting Nazism. There's right. no free when, speech for that in Germany. When
0: Germany calls you out, it's time to look inward. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's bad. Right. It's bad. But on the flip side, there was also protesters, Israeli protesters. Yeah, there's only came. a couple people though. Yeah, but they came with, uh, with with Israeli flags. Somebody rushed the stage. Yeah, There's a video of that. Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll include it in the WhatsApp. But they're not staying silent. They're at least yeah, doing something to show that there's resistance.
1: So I didn't like that video. I'll tell you why. Because in that video, so you do see those protesters, but then you see like 20,000 people at this concert.
0: Well, it's not the best idea to have a handful of Jews (laughs) go up against a crowd of 20,000. It's not Hanukkah.
1: No, no, no. I, I don't mean that. I mean... There's 20,000 people who came to see him And he's he's old at this point His voice is not great He he didn't sing most of the Pink Floyd You know, most of the famous Pink Floyd uh, Popular songs that, that, you know, went platinum Or whatever, it wasn't him Another thing, though,
0: is that most of his crowd Has got to be like baby boomers Yes You know, so these Jews could have taken them all
1: <laughs> Three Jews? I think there was like two women and a guy <laughs> Whatever
0: it is These people are senior citizens <laughs>
1: But why are they there? You know what I mean. There's twenty thousand people, and and they're they're cheering him, and he's you know flashing the and the pig is floating around. It was it was yeah, there. It, it was, was in there. this one too. Yes, in this one too.
0: But I think that they choose to look past it, like in in trying to be sort of malamed khus on on these people. Not that they deserve it, but yeah. But when you have an artist that you love, it doesn't mean that you subscribe to every single one of their views, right? So you have people that are. Fans of Pink Floyd that are fans of Roger Waters, and you know what? Yeah, so he has this uh, bad habit that he bashes <laughs> Jews, you know. I prefer to look past that. Where was this concert in Germany? Yes, right in Germany. So they were like, He has a very bad habit of uh, you know, anti Semitism, you know, and on hating on Jews, but you know, also my Opa had it, <laughs> you know, and I love him, <laughs> you know, we tolerate him, so why not Roger Waters?
1: <laughs> That's horrible.
0: Yeah, it's That's terrible. Horrible.
1: It yeah. is. I wonder, I, has he performed in the United States recently? I wonder. We should, we should check that out.
0: I don't imagine that he'd get much of an audience in the U.S. I would hope not, with, not. Not with that level of anti-Semitism. Just, you know, even if he turned around tomorrow and loved Jews, like, he has this reputation.
1: Right, right. So as we move out of Germany, let's move through the rest of Europe and Asia. Uh, this was a great story that I saw because it's almost unbelievable, is that uh, an Indian official – dropped his phone apparently he got a brand new samsung phone and he dropped it in a reservoir connected to a dam and
0: by the way that's the worst thing that can happen right you ever i don't know if you've oh, ever dropped your yeah. Yeah, brand new phone <laughs> you're just starting to get acquainted with the phone and all of a sudden it just drops Bloop. right, right <laughs> into the pool or to a lake you know and obviously a lake much worse than a pool pool you can swim down but yeah. a lake who knows where it is
1: so this guy decided he really wanted this phone back. He sent in divers. Now he's a government official, so he's using you know government money. So he has access. He Has that. access. He sent in divers. The divers couldn't find it. So what he decided to do next was drain the reservoir. No. <laughs> yep. He drained the reservoir. Got his phone back.
0: Wow. So he has re- some real clout in, in yeah,
1: India. Well, well, now he's been suspended. And uh, he claims that he did it because you know he, I'm a government official and my phone had you know sensitive information. Big
0: government secret <laughs> <laughs> on the phone. Meanwhile, there's no government secrets on the there's phone. No there's just some bathroom secret. selfies. Of course
1: not. Yeah, and it's not like he was like this major official. He wasn't like some you know spy for the country.
0: Also, but like who's going to get your phone at the bottom of r- you couldn't get it with divers, <laughs> right? Right. right. And some double agent
1: is going to go now. Like Pakistani guy who's like (laughs) swimming through. I got it.
0: We have heard that there is a phone in the bottom of the the reservoir. You are tasked with finding it.
1: (laughs) Of course, when they got the phone. If you
0: choose to accept this mission.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Of course, when they got the phone, you know it didn't work, right?
0: Well, it's waterlogged, I yeah. imagine, but it, why is that? Shouldn't it have- yeah, the
1: Samsung is, yeah, it does it should have, have water resistance. resistance, but it's to a, a certain depth and it's for a certain amount of time. You can't just- well, How like, deep, deep is this? It's a reservoir. They pumped out 440,000 gallons of water to get to it.
0: I, I, I imagine it as being like waist deep, but I guess they did do, send divers yeah, in divers. with like yeah. gear-
1: yeah, and this is not a country that has tons and tons of extra water just hanging out. Like, this is could be used for, like, farming and, and important things.
0: Right, or tons of divers, for that matter, <laughs> right. hanging out. I really wonder what he had on that phone. We'll never know. Nah, he definitely had, like, a J-Date profile <laughs> or something, like, Indian, like, <laughs> India-Date, right? <laughs> Don't want to lose that connection. <laughs>
1: Uh, Yeah, and in our usual crazy airline stories, a passenger on Asiana Airlines, right before they landed in South Korea, decided to open the emergency door. And we have a video of it, and here it is. Once again, not too much context. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll describe it. I mean, he gets the door open, which I thought you can't do, right? I thought... Like we always hear stories about people trying to open the emergency door and they're not successful. You see, here's the thing.
0: Here's the thing. There are a bunch of steps to open a door. You know what I'm saying? You have to first do the latch, right? Then you got to turn this whole big thing. It's like it's like it's, it's not like, simple. It's like Big Ben. Like uh, you have to turn the whole thing like clockwise, and then you have another latch. To, like where are the
1: people? Yeah, why did on nobody do anything? Uh, like South Koreans just very chilled. Like they saw him doing it, and they were like,
0: "No, Wally Soo Chin, he never gonna get door open."
1: <laughs> they just watched him until it opens. And by the way, in the video, you see just. You know, everybody's hair is flying, and it's not as crazy pandemonium as I'd expect. Because it's at 700 feet. Okay, but still. People
0: are strapped in. Look at the people. Wait, think about this a second. Because they're landing, everyone's strapped in.
1: Right, that's true.
0: And it's only 700 feet up. Oh, only. Only. (laughs) No, if you were 10,000 or 20,000, everyone's getting sucked out of that plane.
1: (laughs) Especially if they don't have their seatbelts on. Right, because they're,
0: you know, that... um, That in-flight meal cart is going to go flying out that door.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's just crazy because you see it so many times, but this guy got it open. So kudos. Kudos to you for getting the door open, Mr. South Korean.
0: When you watch the video, you'd think it's North Korea because nobody
1: moves. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
0: And it's like – you can see, like, it looks like the fear of Kim Jong-un on their face. <laughs> yes, yes.
1: That's what I mean. Yeah. If this was in, you know, God forbid, if it was in New York and this happened, it would be pandemonium, screaming, waving, shouting, things flying across. It would be nuts. But yeah. everybody's just, just very chilled about it. You it's know, their not, hair's they're flying. They're not chilled.
0: These people are indoctrinated to just remain calm. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, it's not their problem. Somebody else is going to handle it. You know, in Asia... It, it's it's notorious. People are notorious for not getting involved. You can see a brawl really? on the street, right?
1: And you just keep walking.
0: And you just you, you won't get involved. You know why? Because then it becomes your fault. If you're involved, you're going to jail.
1: Really? So people, you would see. And you're talking South Korea, not North Korea.
0: I'm talking Asia as Asia.
1: a whole. Right, you've traveled Asia, so you know this stuff.
0: Anytime anything is happening in public, whether it's a, a fight or uh, a car accident or somebody in need, people just don't get involved. They just mind their business and keep walking. That's because it's it's mostly communist, right? China. China, yeah. China, you don't get involved in anything.
1: No, but it sounds almost like you're saying it's a cultural thing also.
0: Yes, because that's how they're raised.
1: Right, like don't, don't get involved. Mind your mind business. Mind your business. Mind your business. Interesting, very interesting. In related news in San Diego, actually, there was a South, Southwest Airlines flight where people were coming into the the pilot wasn't in the cockpit, you know, people were boarding the plane, and one of the people who was boarding accidentally shut the cockpit door. And you know, those lock from the inside and can't be opened from the outside. And they got locked out of the cockpit.
0: But did he think that the bathroom was straight ahead? <laughs> like I don't know. maybe he thought it was the executive bathroom right in the front of the plane.
1: And they couldn't get back into the cockpit. Which also is a relief. Yeah. Yeah, it right. works. It means <laughs> it that works. there's no
0: key. Yeah. Right? It They're, means it actually works. Right. Yeah.
1: Terrorists can't get in. Yeah.
0: So how did they get in? They Here is, go-
1: here's the picture. They actually brought like those stairs, you know, that, that they bring that let you come down from the plane directly. And they, <laughs> the pilot climbed in through the window, <laughs> which is ridiculous. I didn't know that was possible. I didn't know like that he- those windows opened.
0: Yeah, How exactly. about that? Like, what do you, why do they open? Like, what are you supposed to get some air in mid-flight?
1: No, and, and also am i crazy or does he look a little overweight you know like they they, like they couldn't they couldn't get like a a thinner you know airline employee to climb in to unlock the door like it didn't have to be the pilot that's fat discrimination (laughs) It is a little fat discrimination but come on like this guy they're like pushing him in get in sal he might have been the only one willing (laughs) to do it (laughs) to do this task
0: you know what he's he's the pilot Right? right if this plane doesn't take off he's going to get he's going to lose money right, right right so he's like uh uh-uh. uh i'm getting in one way or another we're flying this plane
1: <laughs> so he did get in they were able to get the door open and they did take off and then an escalation in what's going on in russia and ukraine so there's news now that a whole bunch of kamikaze drones were crashing and being shot down and actually some of them made contact in moscow
0: so ukrainian drones
1: supposedly i mean ukraine hasn't taken credit for it uh but i mean who else would it be i mean it could be people inside russia who are sympathetic to the ukrainians or it could be a false flag operation from russia itself you know trying to escalate things and and you know putin one of the ways he got into power i think we've mentioned this on the cast is with a false flag operation where he blew up a i believe it was an apartment building he did it and then claimed that it was i don't remember who Russian dissidents, exactly, and you know that helped propel him. Uh, Hitler did the same thing. You know, it's not it's not crazy to say it's a false flag operation, but just it, so
0: he can get angrier at Ukraine and use more force. You're saying,
1: right, right? He's been he's been launching missiles in the daytime now on Kiev, which. They hadn't been doing before and so it, it seems like there's an escalation and it's
0: like residential areas yes so it's very scary
1: very scary yes and uh lindsey graham senator from the united states actually met with volodymyr zelensky so he was quoted as saying that the money that we've given you ukraine was quote the best money we've ever spent so now imagine putin watching this and now he's basically saying the quiet part out loud which is not great he's saying As Americans, yeah, we don't mind funding it because it's hurting the Russians. (laughs) Yeah, great, great money. We're spending great money. So the Russians in retaliation put out an arrest warrant for Lindsey Graham.
0: But here's the thing. I think everybody knows that Russia, that the United States is supporting the Ukraine.
1: Yes, but what we say is we're supporting, you know, this was an act of aggression against the sovereign state. Russia had no reason to do it. And for that reason, we're supporting them. Lindsey Graham is saying something more. Lindsey Graham is saying, oh, don't worry. We're going to keep giving you money because you're killing Russians. And that's all we care about.
0: So that got him the arrest warrant
1: issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think he should. I think it was a mistake. You don't say that. I mean, if you're a pundit, you could say if you're Ben Shapiro, you could say it. If you're a senator from South Carolina, don't say it.
0: So if you see the video, uh, he says the Russians are dying and then the camera pans. Yeah, right, it was which, edited, yes. Right, which tells me it's a cut there. Yes. And but, then he says, it's the best money we ever spent. He didn't say those things in succession.
1: But it doesn't matter. Right. Because he is still saying that. He's no, no, still no. saying that the money we're spending there is great because it's hurting Russia.
0: I, like I said, I don't think he would say that it because Russians are dying, it's the best money we ever spent. I think it was edited and it happens to be that this was actually put out by The Ukraine. Yes. And they have every interest in having uh, the United States be at odds with Russia. Yes. So you do the math.
1: In response, Lindsey Graham said, I will wear the arrest warrant issued by Putin's corrupt and immoral government as a badge of honor.
0: Let's see if he talks so big from Siberia. (laughs) So he obviously can't ever travel to Russia. But my question is, would you be okay having a travel restriction like that?
1: Uh Yeah, I wasn't planning on going to Russia anytime soon No,
0: I, I'm, it's not like I'm planning on going to Russia But I would feel like a little bit claustrophobic If I can't travel to Russia
1: <laughs> Would you? Yeah uh, Well, by the way I like want a... the possibility Do you really? Uh, yeah, okay. that's important to me Would you like to go? Because I'll sponsor it I, <laughs> <laughs> If you go, I will sponsor it
0: I don't want to go today But at some point I may want to go visit St. Petersburg I heard it's beautiful there
1: and moving to Russia's neighbor, Afghanistan. So there's this guy in Afghanistan, a, a musician. So but the Taliban have outlawed all music in Afghanistan. This is disturbing to me. Yeah, it's disturbing. Like <laughs> I
0: read this. I know about it. And it's so disturbing. Like like it's a life devoid of any joy. Like yeah. why would they take music away?
1: I think that is the reason they took it away. Because they want your life to be devoid of joy. That's their goal. But I think they they, they are, you know, super – extreme and they think that, you know, it's it's a bad influence. It's haram, <laughs> which means it's us.
0: Sir. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, I pulled that one right out. Yeah, you I'm starting that? to have my doubts about you.
1: <laughs> so this guy, he's like a huge supporter of the Taliban. And he decided that he was going to take some words from one of the Taliban officials and put some music to it. That's nice.
0: Okay. Surely they won't mind this. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> and this is what it sounds like
0: so not the catchiest tune
1: <laughs> if you're an afghani is that is that what they are afghanis yeah if you're an afghani apparently that's catchy different strokes for different folks you know what i mean
0: yeah but they prosecuted him over that
1: he's gone Nobody knows where what, he is. <laughs> what does that mean? They, they what do you mean he's gone? Him. They arrested him. Nobody knows his whereabouts. Any other musician so far that has defied this order, they've unalived him.
0: Unalived? Yeah. Really? That's right. That's yeah, right. I heard that there are musicians that are fleeing the country.
1: Oh, but every musician's fleeing the country.
0: And not just that, they have like secret groups underground. It's like, it, it just it does remind me of Hanukkah again.
1: Okay, right. I'm not seeing the connection. What there. do you
0: mean? They learn. They were learning Tyra in secret. They have secret like <laughs> music sessions, <laughs> like underground. And then when the soldiers come in, I don't know what they play with, but
1: okay. But there's a major difference, aside from the obvious, is that you know at least if you're Jewish, right, regardless of of anything else we believe that learning tyra is is you know fixing the world it's doing the most amazing thing in the world if you're a musician what's the most th- you know you're risking your life to do it for what for healing <laughs> music brings
0: healing but to the world but
1: you're doing it in private what, what what are you who are you you're helping? sending
0: out the energy, the energy. into the oh, world okay. Oh, okay okay yeah that's what you know kumbaya <laughs> You talk to any musician. If he tells you anything different, he's not a musician.
1: Okay, well, we're going to have a musician soon. We're going to have several mu- musicians coming up. Remind me to, to ask this question. <laughs> I will See not, See how but they yeah. feel. <laughs> Okay, let's move back to the States.
0: So I think we need to address the debt ceiling. I'd rather not. <laughs> I, I'm sure. But it's so, front so and, it's so front and center that I just
1: need to know what's going on. Basically... The Biden administration needs Congress to raise the debt ceiling, right, which is how much money the United States can borrow, or otherwise they're going to default on things that they owe. And not just things that they owe. They're going to default on payments that go to even people, workers, uh, organizations, et cetera. And he cannot do it without Congress.
0: My wife wants to raise the debt ceiling. How is this different?
1: (laughs) It's different because once Congress waves their wand and says, okay, we've raised it, they just have more money to spend that doesn't exist. Are they printing money? It's it's not exactly printing in this case. It's more about borrowing. They're borrowing it from the future of this country. Bonds, etc. And
0: are we borrowing from China? That's what I need to know.
1: Among other places, yes. But China why do they holds have so of-
0: much money? Like, are we lending anyone? No, we're just in debt.
1: What are you talking about? We give, we're giving money everywhere. Look how much we're, we're giving, giving to money Ukraine away. Yes,
0: China is lending.
1: They're right? buying, right? They're buying bonds and things like that.
0: Right. So they're going to lend us some money, and, and we're going to have to pay it back eventually, right? Mm, probably not. While while we, <laughs> we're never paying it back. What does that mean?
1: We're never, we, we're never going to. It's impossible to ever pay it back. It's just too big the 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 numbers too high and it's just growing exponentially. Well
0: what does China think about
1: that? I'll tell you what like we if think. I tell you what we
0: think. If somebody borrows money from me and they don't pay me back, I'm yeah. never lending them another dollar.
1: Okay. And what is China going to do when we send our, you know, 20 nuclear submarines to China? There's nothing that could be done. There's, so
0: and yet they keep lending.
1: They keep Yeah. How yes, does that make they sense keep to buying. you? Like because it's part it's part of the world economy and and this is why people say that you know the the risk of China you know doing something drastic like attacking Taiwan or even the United States is kind of not as bad as we think because they know that they would lose it would launch the entire world economy it would just destroy the world economy the world econ- economy would cease to exist if what happens if the United States defaulted and basically said we're not paying China back or if China did something and the United States said Oh, you're doing that? Like, look what we did to Russia, right? We seized all of their assets everywhere that we could find them. Uh, we basically made them a pariah state. And so we,
0: we can do that to China. Like, let's say they decide to attack Taiwan. Yeah. We can say, oh, that's canceled.
1: Yep, exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, that's cool. And we back it up with our nuclear subs, you know, and our F-22 Raptors. What are they going to do?
0: So, it, Well, it, I'm sure that they have a sizable military at this point. They do.
1: But it doesn't compare to ours not in terms of size in terms of strength what makes you so sure it's a fact
0: what does that mean it's a fact they
1: have one aircraft carrier you know we have like 10
0: like if i was China, we have the
1: most advanced military jets we've spoken about this recently you know i'm a jet geek we have the most advanced military equipment but think about this
0: they're not stupid so if i was china that's all I would be doing is building my military. Like if that's you, what they're doing. So,
1: but they need the technology. They don't have the technology that we have. They're trying, but they don't have it.
0: Okay, this is somewhat comforting to me as an American. <laughs> I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad. No, because everybody has this looming China threat in the back of their yeah. mind. Yes, yes, right, yeah. And yeah. it's like, so you're saying it's not that serious?
1: No, it's serious because it could precipitate a world war. But at the same time. In a war against China, the United States would dominate. Huh. They can't. They would not be able to compete.
0: And that's your professional opinion. That's
1: mm. my professional opinion, yes. Okay. <laughs> right. And so there's been talks between McCarthy and Biden, and every day it's like another thing like, oh, we're close, oh, we're not close. We're close, we're not close. The, the people all the way on the right are saying, don't capitulate. The people all the way on the left are saying, uh, invoke the 14th Amendment and make it that, you know, raising the debt ceiling doesn't need Congress. And so you have extremists on both sides, and then you have... You know, the vast majority of people in the middle in the middle that are saying, all right, just raise it like we always do. And let's just keep moving. So what
0: are the opponents to raising the debt ceiling saying, like, if you don't want to borrow any more money, how are you going to like make things work?
1: Well, what McCarthy is saying is we'll agree to raise it, but you have to rein in some of the spending. You can't. And the, the Biden administration is saying they want to spend more than they did. In 2022 and 2021. And and those numbers are super high, especially because of COVID. There was a lot of spending, right? They don't want to rein it in and bring it back down. And the conservatives who believe in fiscal conservatism want to rein that in and pull it back. You know, some of the things like one of the things they want to rein in, for example, is they want to make uh, food stamps for a certain age group that you can you're not eligible for food stamps if you're a, of working age and you don't try to work, among other things. McCarthy wants them to pull back some of the unspent COVID-19 funds. Where is that money?
0: Where is it just sitting in accounts waiting I don't for people know. to take it?
1: I like- wish I knew. I wish I knew. <laughs> I wish I knew. <laughs> They want to reduce the eighty billion dollars that was allocated for the IRS. Remember that?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, all smiling. Yeah, right. Yeah, yep, yep, agents yep. with guns, please. Exactly.
1: So, so it's 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 easy to understand why they don't want to raise the limit. And of course, if you look at the media, they paint the Republicans as being like the villains here. Oh, they're they're holding them hostage. They're not holding them hostage. They're saying let's use common sense. And let's rein in and make things a little bit more normal.
0: Like, let's make believe we're a family on a budget.
1: Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And I saw a very interesting tweet. This is from a famous actor. And so this actor, his name is Rob Schneider. And this tweet of his, I mean, he, he went totally viral. He's at like 7 million views now. I just want to read it to you because it's it's it really is like a slap in the face. And this is how it reads. The U.S. has the third highest murder rate in the world. Okay, third highest murder rate in the United States. If you remove Chicago, Detroit, D.C., St. Louis, and Philadelphia, the U.S. is then 189th out of 193 countries in the world.
0: I don't know how true that is. That seems crazy. Well, he
1: ends by saying, fact check it.
0: Did anybody fact check it?
1: Uh, uh, Of course. And all five cities have strict gun control laws and are controlled by Democrats. That's a quote from the tweet.
0: I think what's amazing, to me are the cities that are not on the list. Like, how could New York City not be there?
1: The murder rate is not as high. So that means even with New York City, and there's tons of others. I mean, the United States has tons of major cities. Just take away five of these five, you drop to 189. 189. Wow. Is that crazy?
0: What what does he propose we do?
1: Well, he's saying stop voting for Democrats. (laughs) That's essentially what he's saying. He's saying these cities have been Democrat-run for ages, and— it's obviously not working because the murder rates just keep climbing and the cities are in shambles. Also, did you say St. Louis? <laughs> Shoot. You know, I said it and I wondered if you were going to interrupt me and you didn't. I was like, oh, okay. It was okay.
0: <laughs> I, said, I said, you know what? I'm going to be patient on this.
1: You let it simmer a little.
0: <laughs> but I was not not going to call you out.
1: I don't know where that came from. It just came from somewhere deep inside. St. <laughs> Louis. Yeah, I don't know. And here's another interesting video, by the way. You know, Americans, one of the things Americans are known for is something I never understood, which is car racing. Have you ever seen car racing? Yeah, Like the Indy
0: 500? This takes place in the South. Yeah. Like, we're not from this world.
1: But do you get it? Because I know you are into sports, and you, like, you understand sports a lot more. I I mean, like... Strange sports, you know, like the slapping sport. That's a major sport now, right? <laughs> the
0: slapping league. The yes. slapping league.
1: It's a major, you know, and there's a lot of controversy going Every on with it. Every time I see it, it
0: boggles my mind.
1: But you love it. I love. Who could
0: not love it? How do you not love it? It's just men standing across from each other al- and you're allowed to slap him as hard as you can.
1: It's insane. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and sometimes, by the way, you take one slap and the guy's knocked out. Game over. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And sometimes it goes back and forth.
1: You know, there's a lot of controversy surrounding it. There are naysayers who are saying that it's too dangerous and it shouldn't be done. It's absurd. No, but it's not because and the the, the counter argument is, look at boxing. This is one slap. You know, the guy takes one slap. Boxing, you're getting pounded. Well, football, you're getting killed.
0: So boxing has some sort of cushion, right? This right. Open you, you have gloves, right? <laughs> they have to be regulated. In the slap league, there's no protection. You're just getting slapped barehanded and good luck. Yeah. Yeah, And some people have hands like meat cleavers. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you see these, uh, we're not going to include any videos in the WhatsApp group, but when you see these slaps... They they're they're scary. Yeah, these people get knocked out. Yeah,
0: they're They're out cold. (laughs) right, and they're stumbling backwards. Yeah, it's it's absurd. It's 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 insanity.
1: Yeah, it's it's brutality. That's really what it is. (laughs) (laughs) It's brutality. So
0: So, yeah, I'll enjoy MMA or 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 boxing even. Right, but but
1: but, so do you get Indy five hundred? Because I don't get it.
0: Well, like any other sport, I mean, it's competitive racing. I just want to see who wins.
1: But they're just going around and Around and Around and and round.
0: But you know what? They live for moments like that, where the car will just... Oh,
1: so you went straight into the story. Yeah, go, go ahead say it.
0: Because <laughs> we didn't, we I didn't know, say why I I'm bringing it up. don't know how happened exactly. So.
1: so here's the video. We'll talk over the video. You see the cars racing around. And it's really hard to determine exactly what happens. But here you go. He's hitting the wall.
0: But I don't see the
1: tire flying. Here it is. Watch. Watch carefully. There's the tire. Oh, wow. And it goes, it goes flying out. So what we're seeing is a tire going flying over the gate that protects the viewers and it goes right into the crowd it, By the way, it's it didn't a hit everybody a miracle yes, yes
0: absolute miracle yes. because you, a flying tire yeah it'll take someone out oh for
1: sure these guys no, no, are going no, what
0: 150
1: miles an hour i mean it's crazy
0: sometimes you see like a tire flying across the highway <laughs> you know those are dangerous yeah very because you know what because it's inflated with air we have like a distorted perception of it yeah. like like if i ask you can i run over your foot with a car, like, yeah, sure. No. <laughs> it seems like yeah, that might yeah, it's, be. That's not bad. Okay, like it's <laughs> we, filled with we air. We actually
1: all know people who, in their younger days, have done this. No, I, I don't I have know a anybody. Friend. You have a friend? There. Yeah, I have a friend. What happened? Um, he was okay. He he didn't break anything. It was, he was in a lot of pain, but you know, it, it it may have been on the edge of the you know the tire. I imagine
0: a car tire. You have to imagine it as though your foot's going to be run over by like a steamroller. Yeah. Like, that's the equivalent. You
1: know, also the force, the force of the tire, the flying – look, a perfect example is an airbag, right? Anyone who's ever been in an accident where an airbag came out, like a serious accident, they say it feels like you're smacking into a brick wall. And that's just a bag filled with air, right? So it's the force together with it. it's the explosion
0: because the airbag fills up using an explosive. Yes, but
1: then you smack into it and they say – like when when you look at a video of an airbag and someone hitting an airbag, it looks like they're hitting a pillow. But what anyone who's been through it, and I, I have a, a a relative who was in an accident, and she had a lot of uh, bones broken in her face. Really, her nose broke, cheekbone. Yeah. yeah, because they say it's it's like hitting a brick wall because the force of the impact is what makes it so bad. I mean, look, you know, jumping into a pool, right? You ever do a belly flop? You know, water is kind no of comment. soft, but, but when you when you hit the when you hit the water that way at the speed, you know, and and the the higher you go to hit the water, you know, you ever go in, in Mexico? I remember it actually reminds me
0: of a bulletproof vest, right? People think, yeah, okay, I'm wearing a bulletproof vest, no problem, shoot me,
1: right, right. right.
0: But the impact, right, will knock you out. Exactly. So it's a life saving device like the airbag, like the bulletproof vest. They save your life, but you come really close.
1: Yes, yes. I remember when I was a kid, I was in Mexico and I went to see the cliff divers there. And these guys are jumping into the ocean from a very high cliff. And when you're jumping into any water from really high, it's super, super dangerous. You have to know how to land. If you do a belly flop from that height, you're gone. Instant death. Yes. <laughs> Why is he rushing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's many many more stories here we could talk about you know how new york is sinking we could talk about the anti semitic cuny speech new york is sinking though. it is sinking but
0: it doesn't surprise anybody look at the amount of
1: skyscrapers yeah yeah
0: the buildings the people
1: i, I read the story and i was like Yuriho. That, I don't know why that came to my brain, even though that's not what happened. The wall sunk in. Right. So I, I was thinking, like, New and York. By the
0: way, and this is after 500,000 New Yorkers left.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. It's a lot and of work. We're weight. still sinking. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I say, let it sink. What do you mean? You're in it.
0: Like, True. What would I we didn't do? Th- I didn't like, think this
1: through, obviously.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we just want warning. Like, if we know, like, about when it's going to sink, that would be yes. that would be useful knowledge.
1: Yes. And in more wonderful news, the major tech players are sounding the alarm once again and saying that AI represents something that could cause the mass extinction of the human race. It's always comforting, always. (laughs) So don't worry about China. Worry about ChatGPT. And did you see that story about ChatGPT, the lawyer in New York that got caught in court using ChatGPT? Tell me, tell me. Oh, my gosh. So he he used – it it wrote, uh, I guess, a brief – and it cited a whole bunch of court cases that didn't exist. Yeah, so the case involved uh, someone who was suing an airline because of an injury. So the team the, the team that was suing submitted a brief and you know in these briefs what they do is they cite other court cases. That's how every court case works. Precedent is a big exactly. deal. Exactly. And as we all know because we've covered this many times ChatGPT will Every answer from ChatGPT makes it sound like it knows everything, right? It, It says it very assertively and, you know, factually, and it could be making up completely random things that mean absolutely nothing and don't exist. And so it quoted a whole bunch of cases, six cases that totally didn't exist. And he submitted this brief to the court. And I'll read to you what the judge said, quote, six of the submitted cases appeared to be bogus judicial decisions with bogus quotes and bogus bogus internal citations
0: but you know you know how they f- discovered this it was the other side it was the yes. airline the lawyers for the airline looked up all these cases which like whoever looks anything up like i just trust if i see like a source you're a
1: lawyer <laughs> yeah but like you can't, you you're gonna sit and
0: go look up all no, these of references course, of course because like to me, it's like uh, terms of service, like when you when you download an app or something, like you, you no, just no, hit no. okay, 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 no. okay.
1: <laughs> no, if you're a lawyer and you're in court and there's a legal brief and they're citing cases, the opposing counsel is going to look at those cases so that they can knock them out. And one of the crazy things I'm going to read to you from this article: screens- screenshots attached to the filing appear to show a conversation between Mr. Schwartz and ChatGPT. Mr. Schwartz is the lawyer on the uh, the ones that are suing. Is Varghese a real case? Reads one, messages, re, reads one message referencing Varghese v. China, Southern Airlines Company Limited, one of the cases that no other lawyer could find. ChatGPT responds that, yes, it is, prompting the lawyer to say, what is your source? And then ChatGPT says, after double checking, the case is real and can be found on legal reference databases such as LexisNexis and Westlaw. It's all lies. It's wait, wait. wait. Lies. So
0: basically, ChatGPT is like a slacking paralegal. Yeah.
1: It's just making it up and doubling As it down. Goes. <laughs> <Double> it goes. down.
0: <laughs> well, you know what? It's 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 cases that that people wouldn't know, right? Obviously, it didn't make up like uh, Mickey Mouse versus Disney. Right. Because you'd know that but that's bogus. No, no,
1: but I think it, it would. I don't think ChatGPT has any limits, and it will just do whatever it wants. Let this be a warning to everybody. If you're using ChatGPT for anything legal, double
0: check your work.
1: Yes, check your work.
0: Wow. Because I wouldn't check. You know me.
1: 100%. I know. (laughs) And that's a good place to end.
0: Thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, share it with someone that you think would enjoy it. Of course, you know you can follow us on social. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Follow us there. You can also reach out to us by email. It's hock, H-O-C-K, at clubpodcast.com. And you can support the cast by visiting us at buymeacoffee.com slash club. The link is in the show notes. And we are out. Know you know, what ailments to watch out for. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Got it. You did it. I try, I try. You did it. I ruined it. <laughs> but you did it. I didn't think you were going to do it, so I... <laughs> I was just thinking of a word.
0: Do I have to go do it again? I don't know if you want to put this in, but you know how, to, how a bulletproof vest works? No. Give me a bo- beep but if is you want it to put it, put it in. <clears throat> so when a person gets shot... It's usually not the bleeding or the wound that kills them. It's the impact. The impact stops their entire system because it's moving at such a, a velocity. That type of impact on the human body, it just doesn't work.
1: No, I think it depends on the caliber of well, the bullet. Well, yes, right? Yes, and it also depends on the hollow point because those open, right? They 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 when they enter the body, they explode and they make a much bigger, they do a lot more damage inside.
0: But a bulletproof vest is going to work even on a rifle, right?
1: right right well, it depends. has to be depends. prepared
0: for a rifle a, a rifle shot is not is
1: a higher caliber a
0: rifle shot a rifle shot is going to kill because of the impact and the velocity not because of a wound so the bulletproof s protects against that by distributing that impact evenly
1: mm, that makes sense
0: so there's no shock to the body. Yeah, the person will get knocked down. They'll probably feel like they had a heart attack or, or you know, it, it, it is impact. But that impact gets
1: distributed, distributed
0: evenly in the vest in a way where it's not going to kill the human being.
1: Very interesting. Thank you.
0: You like how I pulled that right yeah. out.
1: Yeah. So you're into UFC, MMA, and <laughs> shooting. Okay. <laughs> And this episode is copyright Kiddish Club Media.